Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Pastor David with Pastor Liz Jones and Pastor Bob Wilk. Howdy out there. And we're continuing our leadership series. Today, we're talking about the heart of a leader. Mm. All right. Like this. The the heart, the emoji (laughs) choice of a leader. I always wanted to do that. Yeah. (laughs) The heart. The um, Yeah. You have no heart. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking. You just found uh, that out. (laughs) Yeah, the heart or the, as the Hebrews would say, the kidneys or the guts. The seat. The guts of the leader. The bowels. The bowels of the leader, man. (laughs) Okay, so why do the leaders need to have guts, the heart, for the position, Pastor Bob? Why does the leader need to have the heart for that position that they're leading from? Because if they don't, and they're just weenies, they'll fail immediately. <laughs> Can you define weenie for us? In the in the Greek or the Hebrew? <laughs> I can do it in both, but I, I'd rather not. I, can I do it in New York? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just like careful. people. That, yeah, you have to be careful, don't I? <laughs> yeah. we, oh, let's just go. No, let's not go there. But, you know, it's people who are just afraid of their own shadow mm. and um, afraid they're going to offend too many people and afraid yeah. this and afraid of that. And, you know. pleaser. Yeah. Kind of like that. And sometimes they're pleasing themselves more than everybody else around them too, which is a whole nother aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the heart of a, a leader must be the heart that's willing to evaluate things around them with a you know serious uh, openness of, under the light of God and Holy Spirit, right? Evaluating the things they are um, in leadership over or in as well as themselves, I mean, you need to be able to like look at yourself and go, "Hey, you know, something's uh, something's wrong there." And yeah, right. And what happens when leaders don't do that? Then it just keeps going off the deep end. And we've seen historically, both in the world and in the church, leaders have gone totally nutsoid because they were too much of a weenie to go and go. Man, I've just screwed this up. I'm, you know, I'm just Mm -hmm. chicken little. So <laughs> it takes like, guts. It takes guts. You gotta saying. have yeah, the power. leader's heart. You gotta have grit. Yeah. So the leader's heart has to be courageous, you're saying. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice okay. word. Do you guys have any like movie themes you courageous. wanna like throw in this? You know, Braveheart. Yeah. Russell Crowe from Gladiator. It's a good oh, one. Yeah. She's pretty good. Yeah. True, True grit's one. pretty good. Okay, I just wanted to throw you haven't yeah. thrown any of those in in a recent Aragorn, the ultimate courageous leader. <laughs> nah. Um but how else would you describe the heart of a leader, Liz? Like with there's courage, and he he mentioned perspective of yourself, like being willing to evaluate yourself. But um, what else would you say a leader's heart has to contain? I think you really have to embrace and know that you were called and designed to do it. I think if you don't ever settle that in your heart and it's like, well, so-and-so told me I'm supposed to lead and hmm. I have this prophecy about it or yeah, I guess I'm sort of good at that. But I don't like if you approach any form of leadership that way, you're just going to get chewed up and spit out. Like, Is that because <laughs> it's your faith? You're approaching it faithless. Yeah. I think there's a, hmm. there's a faith and there's an accepting and there's an embracing that is required 
there's like a, it's the personal revelation part of it. You know, like, it's like when Jesus is telling Peter, you know, like, this is who, you, you know, you, you saw who I am. I'm telling you who you are. And this is what, this is the rock I'm going to build on. Like mm-hmm. that personal revelation. That's the only thing that stands. Like when the rains and all, everything, the winds come is that, you know, no, this is, this is who I am. Not in a prideful way, but the very humble way God called me to this. And whatever he calls me to, he will equip me for and he will grace me for. And it, until that's like really settled in your soul, everything's in question. And like every time there's a struggle, anytime someone um, questions you, anytime someone rejects you, anytime any of those things come up, mm-hmm. it, now you have to start the process all of it. Well, maybe I'm not supposed to leave. Maybe I'm not good enough. That maybe sounds I'm a lot like, like false humility to me. I think it's just, and, yeah, there's and a, identity issues, but yeah, there's instability, yeah. you know, because yeah. you don't, you have not embraced actually who God made you to be. You're a double-minded man, unstable yeah. in all Do you think ways. sometimes leaders do that because they screwed up and they don't want to admit to it? They Probably. They didn't want to say, oh, I screwed that up and I need to do better or I need to make something right. And that's that. And not yeah. be worried about how they, you know, because sometimes I think it's just easier to look like, you know, contrite and repentive and, oh. or or I'm just not worthy of this and I think yeah. it's easy to revert back to there and God's like yeah, I'm gonna come totally. on stand up on your you feet can just wallow you know, following yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I messed that up I shouldn't lead it's like how, yeah, you though. mess it up clean it up and continue leading right like, that's the <laughs> that's the heart there I think, I think actually required. in training yeah. leaders that's the uh, that's one of the uh, most effective components of training a leader and that is what something you just said, if you messed it up, you're going to have to fix it up. And sometimes when we are training people in leadership, they mess it up. We dash in and fix it up for them. And they never learn how to like clean up. They never made their bed in the morning. They never cleaned their room. They just forever don't know what it is to be responsible that way and take care of business. Mm-hmm. And that's really what um, I think, like I said, when you're, when you're trying to um, – ready somebody for uh, deeper places of leadership, it really comes into some small fundamental areas that they have to learn uh, on the ground. And and part of, and the big part of that I think is cleaning up your mess. Mm-hmm. Like, because every leader is going to make a mess. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Nobody, that would, that would you know. require they owned it as their mess. Yes. Not just like, Oh, this thing happened. I couldn't control it. I guess I'm just not cut out for this, but Oh, there was some action I took. Or there was some person that I alienated through my foolishness that I mm-hmm. need to actually go back and make peace with them and reconcile with them so we can move forward. And like that was always really tough. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think there's a lot of leaders that they've messed something up, but to them the cost is too great mm-hmm. to begin the work of um, you know uh, making amends or whatever, whatever you want to call it, fixing fixing the mess. You know that's um, you know so fear comes in, right? So it's there's courage there's courage to take a step and, and try to do something. But yeah, then there's courage of like of owning your mistakes and like, you know, not not making an excuse or not like Liz said, not just being woe is me till people feel sorry for you, because you can. I mean, you can definitely manipulate people into feeling sorry for you and cutting mm-hmm. you a break if you want, because mm-hmm. uh, everybody's been there. Everybody wants to show you pity because everybody's been in that position. Right. Um, and then it's like, you know, are we going to rise above that? You know, uh, but I was going to ask you, Liz, you, you mentioned something really good about like settling it in your heart that you're supposed to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe both of you could speak to this, um, of when you came to that point where you were just like, you know what, enough of this double mindedness, this is who I am. This is what I'm called to do. Like, have you come to that point and how did you guys come to that point? 
Does he that did make, say does that make sense? I think you should go first. Does that make sense? What I said? Since yeah. you've just come to that point recently. <laughs> yeah. Or Rose could answer it from behind the, the yeah. camera as well. Let's drag okay. poor Rose I feel in. like there are like different, I want to say, thresholds where that question gets answered again. Like where the Lord brings mm-hmm. you to that place again of like, will you will you lead will you lead? Mm-hmm. Will you step up? For me, like at the I it's very clear for me because it was very hard at the beginning when I felt there was some call that I was supposed to step into and the Lord was really burdening me with the people and just the church and moving forward and being part of that. And, um, uh, I held back for a long time, honestly, because of the, um, circle of people that I was with that every time I stepped out there, I got backlash from like, Oh, you just want to be the center of attention, that kind of thing. And so for a while, Um, I really was like, I'm not stepping there because it just causes problems. Mm. Um, but I finally did get to this point where it's like, you know what? I'm not saying no to the Lord anymore. And it cost me friendships, um, really Mm. close friendships. And, but that was the point Mm. for me where I had, like, I had to, it was like, either I'm going to say no to the Lord and like completely walk away or I have mm. to just give myself completely to this thing. There was no in between for me. Yeah. So, um, that was like my, f- that first decision of like, okay, this is what he's calling me to. And I love him and I trust him and I want to go with him and he- everyone else is going to have to settle with their own hearts in this. And I'm just going to say yes. Yeah. And so that was like that first initial step mm. into like accepting and embracing for me, really the embracing of it. Um, and then mm-hmm. since then, you know, like, there's been other, I feel like you like go on like this path mm-hmm. and then you come to like the next threshold and it's like, okay, like, am I going to say yes again to the mm-hmm. next, the next thing he's asking that next place of leadership, the next place of cost, the next yeah. place of, um, dying <laughs> to mm-hmm. self, you know, so yeah. that's for me. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And what about you? Pastor oh, it's Mark? on me. Uh, yeah. well, I would say, um, much like Liz, there's, it's, um, a progression if you will, but I can remember really early on in my, like coming to Jesus, you know, my very early twenties, 21, 22, um, uh, sensing that call in a strange way. Uh, and then also being identified very early on by my leaders as someone that should lead. And, uh, it, it was interesting because, you know, you're here, you are a young guy and you're like, um, you know, you have to step up to it and do it, which also, uh, surprises me nowadays. Cause a lot of young people, they don't want, they don't step up to that. They won't step up to it. Even if a leader comes and says, Hey, I see this in you. They just kind of pull back. And, um, and I don't know if it was just time or different personalities. I'm sure there's a lot of personality things go on. Also, I think there was a, um, radical change that happened in my life spiritually from mm-hmm. just being totally not with God to completely with God. Mm-hmm. And so to, to have that kind of deliverance and life change happen, you, you know, all of a sudden it was like, yeah, God, <laughs> King, <laughs> yeah. he's the guy he's, you know, and we're ruling and reigning with him in the earth. So that's really like resounded with me on a, on a, interesting level. I'm like, well, we're going to rule and reign with him. That means we're going to rule and reign with him, mm-hmm. not dominance, mm-hmm. but like with him. Yeah. And I was like, it, it, it seems so right to me. And so many, uh, if you will, gut levels. Um, yeah. so early on, it was like, it, it wasn't something I pulled back from that much. I just like, okay. 
there were a couple of times when I pulled back from things. I remember the first time, you know, formal things, if you will. I remember the first time my my pastor at the time was like, "Hey, I want to make you an elder," and I'm like, "I'm too young to be an elder." Like a, I mean, you know, who? Isn't what's that gonna, weird? How old were you? I was thirty. Yeah, I was like 31 when I yeah, was an yeah. elder in a former like, church. I was yeah, like, I, was on, like this is, uh... I don't think it's a good idea. Like, don't you get like, uh, you know, come under the temptation of the enemy and your head blows up and you, you know, you, right? I mean, the Bible talks about this, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think that's good. I don't, you know. And she was like, yeah, okay. And then like a couple of years later, she's like, yeah, I'm going to make you an elder. You don't have a choice anymore. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, well, sometimes you need that prompting, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think you... That's another aspect, I think, of this is that, uh, you know, I'd like to say it was all on our own, but it's not ever all on our own. Right. Because I think we're validated by leaders. We're pushed into places Mm -hmm. by leaders. Mm -hmm. And it's not all bad being pushed into some place, you know. And um, like I said, I think there's some cultural things that have happened over the years where people have developed, you know, in the culture. Well, don't you can't push me into that, you know. Um, it has to all be in me, <laughs> you know, and it's like, yes, there may be that at times under conditions, but then there may be times when someone has to give you that nudge and that, and, and, yeah. and if you're not receptive to that nudge, then you also won't be receptive to Holy Spirit's nudge in those areas. Yeah. And so I don't know if I've just floated around your mm-hmm. question. I'm oh, trying to sense. give you yeah. a, a real answer, but it that is a progressive sense. thing. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it happens in time multiple times for different places of authority. That's the, I think that's the key there is that authority is something that kind of gets expanded along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I think God pushes you out in the places and goes, Hey, how are you going to operate here? And it's, uh, when I say authority, that's not, you know, you got the whip and you're Mm -hmm. beating everything. It's not that at all. And uh, it's really in, in goodness and kindness and grace with confidence, God confidence first, that uh, you were designed for that and that's who you are and coming to that recognition and then just doing that. Mm-hmm. And entrusted with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what you said something that just brings me to the next question is, um, can you instill courage in someone's heart? Is that something that is just in someone's heart and no matter what? Or is it something a leader can bring out, the bravery that's mm-hmm. in someone um, can you kind of put your heart as a leader into someone else or do they already have to have that? Did you want that one, Liz? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think you can, um, you can absolutely, um, instill courage into people. I think they have to receive it mm-hmm. and they have to bring themselves to it. But I believe that's actually what a leader does. I believe that they, raise the level of courage of the people mm-hmm. around them, the la- the level of faith and belief of the people yeah. around them, the level of expectation and vision of yes. the people around them. I believe that's one of the primary reasons for leadership is to actually like, mm-hmm. here's what's possible and you can do it, yeah. you know, and even when it's hard, you can still do it. Like, I think that's a mm-hmm. critical component of effective leadership. I like, once again, that person has to like embrace it and bring themselves to that. But I think that um, leaders do uh, transmit their hearts into people. Effective leaders do that mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. I think they are able to convey their beliefs and their convictions and their vision and their um, um, perseverance and their unwillingness to quit. You know, they can mm-hmm. impart that into other people. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. And I and I believe that um, 
we're actually designed by the Lord. Uh, influence is a good word, um, but to really uh, affect and be effectual to the people around us. Mm-hmm. It's it's much like the, and I go back to that authority thing, it's much like mantle. Uh, it's you ha- It has an effect, it, or else you're, if, you're, if your leadership is not effectual and not affecting people, then it's not, you're not really leading, you yeah, know, you're just kind of managing, ha- yeah, yeah. managing or hanging out there and just yeah. doing stuff. But um, I think uh, entailed in leadership and just the concept of it is this, you're affecting other people. And I believe also if you're uh, around other people that you're raising up to be leaders, that anointing must flow out from you into them. And that's a pretty spiritual thing. I know it might sound like, just you know really ethereal mm-hmm. kind of no but it comes with uh speaking truth mm-hmm. uh, uh speaking confidence speaking validation into someone's life like that's mm-hmm. there's power in that it's not just a, yeah. a simple it, it's 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 more you know we see jesus doing that with his disciples you know and and it, 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 he's we look at it like oh he gave them instructions he gave them orders to go do that but what he actually gave them was power Right. He actually influenced them mm-hmm. um, and imparted to them the anointing to go do those things. And I believe if we're uh, made in his likeness and image, and he, and especially in leadership, that we are actually designed to do that same impartation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's even the definition of the word encourage, put heart in mm-hmm. someone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly. Like when God spoke to Joshua. He said, be strong and courageous. Yes. He wasn't just saying stuff. He wasn't just like flattering him. He was speaking by the power of his word and the power of his spirit and putting the very heart of God, the very heart of Moses into Joshua. He was imparting that and commissioning it to the next generation. Um, yeah, I think I think that's really vital is, is to give people courage. And like you said, like we, we can speak our courage, but also... I, I call it watering. Like when somebody does step out, I immediately go over. And I'm like, that was awesome. Like I loved how you stepped yes. out. I saw how you did that. You did it really good in, in this instance because it just, it waters what the Lord has been doing. And so, yeah, like we can't always give enough courage, but like if the person sometimes shows their own and they, anytime they show any initiative mm-hmm. in the way of God, we need to be right there and, and validating that and like, and watering that and just like, Hey, keep going. Cause you know, here's the promise line ahead. Just like, um, you know, the Lord was speaking uh, mm-hmm. to Joshua. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's vital. Is to I think it's a, it's actually part of the uh, maturity mm-hmm. process that you're talking about. I mean, just in general, Christians should mature mm-hmm. and how we mature sometimes is much like children <laughs> mature, right? Like attaboy, you did good. You, know, you just <laughs> fell over, but get up. Oh, you're doing good. You know, one little yeah. step. Oh, yeah. you did great. Well, I believe in just basic just growing in God, just generally, that has to be that. That's what mm-hmm. we do for each other. And in leadership, I think it really comes to, into play where you must uh, be there to inspire, to uh, confirm, to validate. I, I, without that, how do you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you, how do you know? You don't know. Unless you just happen to be one of those people like in the Bible who God comes down and goes, hey, this is my beloved son. <laughs> I'm well pleased. I one don't need anybody people. else. <laughs> What's that? There's only one of those people. One of those people, yes. One of those guys. <laughs> those, guys. Guy. those guys. Those guys. <laughs> the big guy. One of those only begotten sons. Yes. Or like like he did with Joshua, you know, be strong yeah. enough, good courage. I mean, he's like, 
you know, he's imparting to him. Moses yeah. did it. God did it. You know, it's yeah. the, the people I think even do it for <laughs> sometimes with yeah. Josh. So yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, man, the heart it seems like the heart's very important. <laughs> yes. Yes. How do we, uh, how do we guard our heart as a leader? I mean, we're talking about this heart of courage, this heart of being sure what God says about us, not being double-minded. How do we guard our heart as a leader? Yeah. I think you have to bring your heart to the heart <clears throat> inspector. Oh. <laughs> the heart it's inspector. It's true. Because oh, <laughs> things, yeah. like when there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that come flying at you mm-hmm. as a leader. And sometimes <laughs> things get stuck in there and he needs to pull them out. Like yes, that's right. like, I. for me, it's like literally I feel like there's like, seeds sometimes i'm like lord like pull them out before they Mm -hmm. have a chance to really root you know because there's um and so it's bringing your heart you know it's like psalm uh 39 like 139 you got Mm -hmm. it thank you Mm -hmm. i'm not good with numbers but uh it's the whole thing of like search my heart like see if there's anything in me that needs to be changed removed Mm -hmm. and then like Mm -hmm. he will and he will he will remove it he'll like He'll pluck things out of you, things that hurt, things that are mm-hmm. dangerous, things that um, are are going to take root and, and become bitterness and cause division. Mm-hmm. And so I think that you have to be mindful that it's one thing to go through life like nothing can touch me. You know, like I'm a leader and like, you know, whatever. Super I got my shield up, but I'm it's really. Island. Yeah, it's, feels no it's being realistic that you're a human being. Never cries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're a human being and things hit you and you have to you have to take the time. Mm-hmm to tend to the state of your heart because mm-hmm. like Proverbs says, out of it come the issues of life. Like yeah. everything about your life uh-huh. is coming out of your heart. Yeah. So if there's something in there that's polluting things or distorting things, mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you, ha- you take the time to allow the Lord to tend yeah. to that place. Yeah. I think that's important because that scripture in, in Proverbs is taught on a lot about how do you keep your heart? Yeah. And, um, a lot of times I've thought of it as a defensive thing only where it was like, Hey, build the wall in the right spot. Don't let, don't let that bitterness come in. Don't let that sinful temptation come in, what, whatever else may be. But it's not just defensive, it's offensive. It's, it's not a wall, it's a gate, right? Because it's from your heart flow the issues, the streams of mm-hmm. living water. We know from John 7 that out of our heart flow rivers of living water. Right. The Holy Spirit's ministry through us mm-hmm. flows through our heart. And if our heart is corrupt, uh, his ministry can't get out. Or if our heart is just walled up, his, his ministry can't get out. So for me, guarding my heart as a leader, it, it is that it's being, um, you know, it's, it's hating evil and it's, you know, it's like you said, plucking out arrows of the enemy, which is, that's so, so good. Um, but it's also making sure that the gate opens outward mm-hmm. and I don't mm-hmm. stop trusting people. Mm-hmm. I don't stop yep. pursuing people, even though I've been disappointed mm-hmm. or I've been hurt or I've been misunderstood. I will continue to flow out. Because if my gates are broken, my heart is dammed up, and it's mm-hmm. there's not going to be there's just going to be stagnation. So um, keeping our heart, nothing I think, going is, in, nothing going out. You have to yeah. to do that, or else you can't minister. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just going to shut down. Like you might be able to hold a position, but how are you going to advance yeah. the position? I think this is uh, when you're dealing with that. You have to deal with the reality that you're dealing with your heart. You're dealing with your emotions, mm-hmm. the way you think the things that are affecting you from all sorts of areas, Mm -hmm. you know, spiritual, physical, all sorts of areas, Mm -hmm. uh, mental. And you have to be really, I think as a leader, it's incumbent upon leaders to be really serious about caring for their heart, like, and realizing that their heart's going 
to be affected. Yep. Like we were kidding around there. It's like, yeah, I got, I'm super mad. I can't be, you know, trust me, you'll find your kryptonite. It'll be there sooner or later. And you need to learn how to deal with that. You need to, you know, and I believe some of that is having people in your life that you can speak to yeah. and that they'll speak back to you like, hey, that's not so good. <laughs> that's not, it doesn't or, look good on you. It doesn't look good on you. And uh, I think that's a, a, a major component of leadership, uh, successful leadership, yeah. you know, to have good success in the process yeah. is having people around you go, yeah, you know, I understand you feel like that, but you really, uh, you need to get rid of that. Don't be a weenie. I like, yes, don't be a weenie. Uh, like Liz said, sometimes you're just going to, many times you're going to just invite the Lord in to pull those things out. Sometimes God may send somebody, put somebody in your life to pull those things out. Yeah. And you, you have to be, you have to bring yourself to that person mm -hmm. and yield yourself to that person. If you don't, uh, yeah, you will be that Island mm -hmm. and you, you know, nothing, yeah. you know, yeah. things are going to take you down. I think also you have to guard um, what influences you have in your life and that and what voices and that can come from yeah. a lot of different ways mm -hmm. that can come from friends that can come from, um, you know, media It can come from YouTube messages you listen to it can come <laughs> from a lot of different places. And I think especially as leaders, we'd be really naive to think that I can just listen or watch whatever I want and it doesn't affect me. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, yeah. that's just a deception <laughs> and that you have to, when you're, when you are entrusted with the souls of other people, you have to be very mindful about what is influencing the way you think and the way that you perceive the world and the way that you think about the Lord and the mm. way that you think about people too. Yeah. So I think that's another way that is um, very important for leaders to, to recognize and to be intentional about. Yeah. Mm, that's really good. Very good. Yeah. Um, can you guard your heart and still be influential as a leader? Doesn't our heart just have to be completely open, open all the time? No, that's, that's how we're gonna. That's, my that's how we're gonna connect no. with people. Uh, that's the, it was your well, question. I'm reading yes, it to you. I, I think you. Um, uh, I think you. Um, you can guard your heart. You must guard your heart. Uh, I don't think you should guard your heart from God. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, yeah. that's the rub there, right? It's like, yeah, I mean, I'm guarding my heart, right? I get that. Yeah, I don't think you want to. Um, spill everything about your life on everybody around you, that would be a horrible leader. <laughs> that would be somebody that's reckless and doesn't care about anybody in their life. Uh, so I think there are people um, in your life, appointed in your life, that you can speak to things. Mm -hmm. And then I believe uh, you know you have to be very careful, like I said, to keep your life open before God and just call, bring it out to him. This is why, and we were laughing about this earlier before we got on, into this and that was about david the king not that david the king david oh we're pretty similar <laughs> yeah, i haven't yeah, killed anybody but not recently <laughs> at least but yeah. the uh but you know he you know you know it's like how's god calling him a man after his own heart what's going on with this guy because even with all his goofiness and he was pretty darn goofy he did a lot of weird stuff that you just like off this guy get rid of him and uh and yet somehow god and i think it was because he did uh, a lot of times have people around him that could come in and go, Hey, <laughs> you know, sure. He had to send prophets sometimes. I think I want to say that, you know, uh, maybe Jonathan was that in his life too. in some, at some levels. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I believe, uh, you know, then sometimes, um, 
God just had to jump in and just get him. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, and, and yet he, you know, so uh, keeping your heart, you know, how you, how you proceed through that, how you don't keep it from God. And, that, and in that process, I believe, to answer the question, you will, you will be effective. You'll still, you know, around to people around you, mm. even though some people, you are not like splattering everything about your life uh, before them. Yeah, I think there's a big difference between um, guarding your heart and having discretion and discernment. Mm-hmm. I think that there's, I mean, and even the mm-hmm. understanding of guarding your heart, like you were saying, it's not to build a tower Right. around your heart to yeah. keep people out it's to guard means to keep and to tend yes so it's like there's a keeping of your heart that has to happen not a protecting mm-hmm. of your heart because if you approach people like you need to protect yourself from them you will not be able to minister to them no. and there's a if the self-preservation is your focus <laughs> you will be severely limited <laughs> in your ministry especially as a leader so i think like yeah. when we're saying well proverbs says to guard my heart yes it does but that doesn't mean to mm-hmm. build a wall and um, keep people out or like, oh, well, they can have the public side of me, but yeah. not the private side of me. Jesus did not yeah. demonstrate that in his ministry. His disciples had him all the time. Mm-hmm. There was no public and private mm-hmm. side, you know, and he he was wounded yeah. by people. And I think that, um, and yet he still had to guard his heart, right? He had to guard his heart against the the wiles of the enemy and the temptations and against rejection and bitterness and all the things that would have come as jabs to his heart. He had to guard, keep, tend to his heart, let the Lord heal it, yeah. um, be in fellowship, right? Because I believe there was an encouragement mm-hmm. that happened between him and his disciples um, and yeah. with his mother, like his mother tended to him. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a receiving that has to happen too mm-hmm. when you're in leadership. And if you're so guarded, you will not be able to receive life from, yeah. from each other. Well, I think also you're going to be yeah. hurt as a leader. You will. And for you to be foolish enough to think like everything's perfect all the time and even people who you may have really cared for, because Jesus, I mean, he was hurt, if you will, uh, by pretty much everybody around right. him, <laughs> you know, including most of the, you know, his disciples. And it's like, oh, they all mm-hmm. left me. And, yeah. it, you know, here's someone's walking. So using Jesus as a perfect example, he, you know, yeah, it was out there. His life was out there. I don't think he had a public life and a private life. I think he was closer with some people and mm-hmm. probably shared things that were mm-hmm. a lot more. Absolutely. But, and that's that should be the yeah. case, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I believe uh, if you're guarding, like you said, your heart, to protect your heart from ever being hurt, mm-hmm. you will be a totally ineffectual leader mm-hmm. because well, nobody's connecting to you. Nobody knows, you know, what hurts you. Nobody knows what right. makes you really tick and how well, you work through that. And love requires risk. That's, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, <laughs> there's risk in loving people yeah. and letting them love you. And if, if we're not willing to take the risk, we won't have love. Yeah, and you may be effective in your ministry, but you'll be effective in creating people that also protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So you'll just replicate yourself, and you'll create more people that are spouting Bible verses mm-hmm. with no heart, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, unfortunately what we see in a lot of places is people protecting themselves and their reputations and, you know, their dignity and protecting, you know, their church persona, mm-hmm. never having learned to be like Jesus of public and private and have integrity and wholeness in your character because it does, mm-hmm. you know, it does require vulnerability. Right. Well, you're going to, you have to, work, I mean, 
in your leadership, you're also working out your life. <laughs> you're working out things. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, Jesus, he learned obedience by the things he suffered. He suffered a lot of things, right? He was tempted like us mm-hmm. in every way. And, you know, he was bruised for us. He yeah. was uh, despised, you know, ridiculed, all of these things. And not just in his passion at the end. Like his whole life, mm-hmm. there was always stuff that went down that, um, you know, uh, challenged his soul. Yeah. Like hit his soul, affected, mm-hmm. bruised, if you will, mm-hmm. his soul. And but he's showing us if you if you're gonna lead in life, that will happen. But how do you deal with that? Because you're still willing to go to the cross for those people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is like now you're seeing leadership at a whole different level. You're not mm-hmm. you haven't guarded your heart and locked it up in a little case so that right. cannot be affected. Right. And you you haven't allowed your heart to just get totally wrecked where you just can't reach out anymore. It's like, that's it. I've had it with them. Mm-hmm. You're nothing to me. You're dead to <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And yeah. that's a tough thing. You, we all, if we're serious about that and honest, we have to work through those things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like was, we have to. Yeah. I think it was so good how you said, don't guard your heart against God. Yeah. And like, even in ministry, you can, you can realize, Oh, I haven't had a quiet time for, for days on end. You know, I haven't prayed, you know, I haven't sought the Lord. I haven't, I haven't fasted in years, you know, I don't know how long it is, you know, like a lot of time can stack up before you realize uh-huh. it, you know? And, um, you know, when we get close to God, I mean, for me, that was how I, I, you know, I've persevered in leadership is just cause I'm like, I just want the Lord. Like I just want him and yeah, I'm going to, my heart and my flesh are going to fail but God is the strength of my heart, my mm-hmm. portion forever. And I'm like, Jesus, I just want you to be represented. Like I just, and I just want to portray you. I just want to tell people who you are. Like, even if I fall short some days and I'm not giving them the best example, you are the example. Like I want to make sure that they have it, you know, as passionately as I can give it to them, you know, so I'm going to keep coming. I'm just mm-hmm. going to keep coming at it because you deserve to be represented, you know? And if, if you guard your heart against him and you're not, you're not affected by him, mm-hmm. uh, like you can't do it. You don't have any passion to lead people towards God or to bring God mm-hmm. to anybody um, because God isn't affecting you. And I think that's just a real good challenge and a good reminder to people is like, don't let God be the, the person you're the best at guarding against. <laughs> it's like, right. I've, I've managed to wall him out of a lot of mm-hmm. areas. You know, I let these people affect me really, really hard. Mm-hmm. I let every one of their words devastates me yet his words cannot devastate me. Well, I think that's part of putting your passion for God on display Mm -hmm. is that's actually how it shows is that, you know, there's things that we might feel from our limited point of view, though you slay me, (laughs) I will praise you. You know, there's that component of it is like, yeah, because sometimes God's slaying us, you know, (laughs) like weird ways and not like we don't deserve it or need it, but we, how we, how we demonstrate that to people around us like, oh yeah, this is, this is interesting, and he's right. doing it, and you know, I'm I'm leading you, I'm showing you how to uh, how do you get led toward God, yeah. not away, because yeah. most people get led away, right? That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think too, just understanding you cannot um, keep your heart soft toward God and hard toward people. Right. That's just mm-hmm. an impossibility, actually, right. because that they are Him, mm-hmm. and like the word tells us, you will not love God if you can't love the people in front mm-hmm. of you. Which seems so backwards to me, but um, that's why you. But, <laughs> that's why we didn't make you God. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's a good thing. Well, how did God keep us? <laughs> yeah, no, I just think that sometimes people are like, "Well, my heart's off toward God, but you know, I have to keep my, mm-hmm. I have to guard myself from people, and <sighs> that's just an impossible. Yeah. You cannot because you will, you are shutting God out if you're shutting yourself off to people. Oh yeah, because how how did God keep His heart? 
Yeah. He gave it to everyone else. He invested mm-hmm. it in people. Yeah. And so if you're not if you're not open to people, you're not open to his heart. Because mm-hmm. his heart is in others. It's yeah. like when you invest in your kids, like they are your heart, you know. And so yeah, you can't say like, oh, and I go and pray, I'm open to God, and then mm-hmm. but this person, you know, screw them. Like it's just not the right, <laughs> it's not the right approach because yeah. God has put his heart right. in a great degree in that person. Mm-hmm. And like we can't see we just don't see it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's how he keeps his heart, and maybe that's how we should keep our heart. The heart of a leader is interesting. In uh, that's an interesting thing that goes along. It's hard, man. <laughs> but I mean, it, it brings us to the question of, um, you know, speaking as someone that has failed. You know, not speaking this in any judgment. Um, and maybe someone's listening to this and they feel discouraged. Mm-hmm. They feel discouraged as a leader. Like in your heart, you might be listening, and you're like, "Man, I've really failed." And you know, the question is, what happens when a leader pulls back and does not finish strong? their assignment to lead. Like what are the consequences of that for people that we need to hear that? Even if it's like, even if it makes us feel, you know, bad, <laughs> you know, well, what would you guys say are the consequences? If a leader, oh, give me that a leader doesn't uh, finish strong, doesn't finish strong. I think that they take time. A lot of people with them mm-hmm. that, that people's faith, um, a lot of times people's faith is grounded in, like we want to have this perfect thing, like oh, it's in God. My faith's in God. Everything about that, you know, it's Him and I, and hmm. we just we're successful together. We more than conquerors. We're victors in everything. In reality, in in our walks, um, a lot of times our faith is in people, mm-hmm. and our how you know um, how they lead, what they look like, what they're how they're operating, and when a a leader doesn't finish strong. Um, I believe at the very, they can have years of great and at the end just mess it up because they draw people out with them. And the real problem with that is even if they repent later, <laughs> you know, there'll be a lot of people that didn't know they repented mm-hmm. and yeah. they just walked away from God. And that's kind of, you know, that's why, you know, you smite the shepherd, the sheep, yeah. fly, you know, you scatter. It's a lot wrapped up in that con- that mm-hmm. principle and that concept. And uh, I think that's one of the things that should really um, uh, grab a leader's heart and mm-hmm. convict them. Like, I don't care how I feel about this. I will finish strong Amen. and um, I won't just walk away and just go, hope that all works out for you. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, my that's good. little piece of that. Yeah. This is a, a rough one. What happens? <laughs> it's a rough oh question. Gosh. Who came up with these? <laughs> well, the first thing that came to my mind is God will raise up someone else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, we cannot be so right, uh, right. vain that we think that we are the only ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and that if I, fail or I don't do it, then, you know, all is lost, but there's never anyone that can replace me, you Mm -hmm. know, because there is, and it may not be the first person that was supposed to do it. Uh, again, just like Saul and David, but God Mm -hmm. will raise someone up and, um, he will continue to accomplish his purposes in the earth. Um, you will just have missed your opportunity to be be part of that, which is really the the sad part. Mm -hmm. And there is still place for repentance and there is still place for, for restoration, it may not be the original place or assignment, but um, the Lord is good enough to be able to still work our uh, failures yeah. for and make them good in the yeah. end. But um, there is loss that happens. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, yeah, and I also think that your purpose as a leader, you're missing some of that when you don't finish strong. Mm-hmm. Because I believe 
you're one of the greatest purposes of a leader is to raise up leaders, mm-hmm. uh, w- you know, with you and and behind you or however you want to look at that, but that are coming in and filling the gap later. That they are uh, they're taking it to the next place, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of the progression of God. That's how He. You know, that's why, hey, greater works. And he's, you know, I mean, he's like sending people out and raising them up to raise up others, yeah. to make more disciples, make, you know, other leaders, if you will. And they, um, yeah. if we, if you miss that part, it's really rough because that's, that's part, that is like a major part of the assignment and we can't just ignore that. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, finish strong or else, um, yeah, he will raise up others. I, I yeah. completely agree with that. But you don't want to leave people with obstacles to get over before right. they can step into their... Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, it's like it's right. how much greater to be able to pass something off mm-hmm. intentionally strong and and, and full mm-hmm. of life and with purpose and intentionality yeah. rather than just like drop it. Well, also you know, at some point in time... someone else have to pick it up, clean it up, right. try to, you know... And, and also at some point... Well, like I said, two things. Number one, there will be casualties in that process mm-hmm. or could be. Yeah. Um, but secondly, you know, in the end, you're going to have to face them. Yeah. He's going to be like, what'd it's you do with that? And this podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. Eternal yeah. judgment. You will have eternal judgment. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, well, yes. Yeah, Paul, Paul said, I don't count my life of any value, only right. that I might finish my course and the ministry I've been mm-hmm. committed to by the Lord Jesus. Yes. Have we made that judgment? Have we counted the cost as leaders? I would rather die than just leave this in shambles. Well, I'm like, going to say the other thing is, <laughs> leaders are made to lead. Yeah. And when you stop doing what you are made to do, you go crazy. <laughs> like you do. Like people, you mm-hmm. go, like your life unravels. And I'm just saying, like mm-hmm. I've seen people who are anointed to lead, who were like called and had great gifting and great, all the, you know, all these things and they were doing it and they just stepped away. And it's like when you are not doing what you were made to do, you will never find satisfaction. That's no matter right. what you think you're looking for, I just want to take it easy. You will never find satisfaction for your soul if you're not doing what you were made to do. Well, I think yeah. that really um, kind of summarizes a lot of what we're talking about as far as the heart of a leader. And that is uh, your heart's going to be pretty darn troubled. Uh, and you can't, you know, I know it's a little bit of a warning thing here, but I, I would warn leaders that, you know, if you don't finish, um, you still have to deal with your heart that's mm-hmm. going out there. Uh, and it's a heart that's been then abandoned uh, in many ways. And it's uh, its purpose and its assignment has been just left mm-hmm. to just rot someplace. And it will affect you. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, I mean, I think, you know, we, we're always, you know, we get around here with our stuff. But there's some serious components about leadership that God's like, you know, okay, I called you to this. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to you got to do this thing. <laughs> you know, you can't just abandon it. And if you don't, there's going to be ramifications. Yeah. And I pray yeah. that um I pray that everybody out there listening to us that in the areas that you're leading in that you'll actually lead to the end and uh you know, really see the glory of God on your leadership and everything that uh, pertains to your life. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive an unfading crown of glory. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.